Here we go. You are listening to Law and Gospel on this Monday, 12323. That's right. It's January the 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and we're taking a look at a lesson that is coming up for this coming Sunday, the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany. Uh, the lessons are from Micah chapter 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, that is the Beatitudes. Uh, blessed, blessed, blessed. We've talked about that a bit. So I thought today we would instead look at the epistle reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning with verse 18. It begins, The word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Now, what here is Paul talking about to the church in Corinth? He's saying that the message of the cross is really quite ridiculous to those who are not saved, to those who do not have faith, to those who are therefore perishing. And what is that word of the cross? Is that a carpenter from Nazareth died on a piece of wood and your sins are forgiven? That is folly. On Wednesdays, we're kind of going through the book of Proverbs by Solomon. And under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, there are a number of concepts we find in the book of Proverbs that are very interesting. The idea that wisdom is often referring to Jesus Christ because he is the wisdom of God. And, well... <clears throat> The faithful son of Solomon is someone who likes to have his behavior reprimanded because he has Christ's understanding that in that reprimand, he can then move to repentance and be forgiven of that sin. But the person who is an unbeliever, boy, Proverbs says you can hit him a hundred times and he's not going to change. We're, we're finding this in society today. Some have likened what's going on today to what was happening to the Christians in the day of Jesus when he was on earth, that many think that the message of the cross is folly, that it's ridiculous, that it's not for them. Verse 19 goes on, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Now, what's God talking about here? Well, there's a lot of wisdom that people think that they have. Uh, for example, there are scientists who actually believe 
that God did not create the world in six 24-hour days, but evolution by chance over millions of years ended up creating a human being. In fact, I had a professor at the seminary I was at who taught that God chose two monkeys and called one Adam and one Eve. That, that, by the way, is printed because the professors really had a number of questions asked by a committee, and that's what one of them had said. So that's the wisdom of the world. They take a look at something like a diamond in the ground, and they think that it came about naturally, that it was not created when the earth was created by God, but instead came about through what? I learned that from a Superman movie. Uh, Superman, I, I liked watching him on TV. And one day he was with a tribe in Africa, I believe it was, and somebody had stolen a diamond that was an eye of one of their idols. What Superman did is he took a piece of coal and he put it underwater and squeezed it real hard until it became a diamond. Because a diamond comes from a tree that dies and is fossilized. And then over years, it is because of the pressure of the earth, it made into a diamond. So there's no way that they would say that Adam would have been able to give Eve a diamond ring on their anniversary because diamonds weren't around. It took millions of years for them to come. Uh, another example is the light of stars, and we've talked about this. Some stars are so far away from the Earth that it would take thousands of years for the light to reach the Earth. Light travels at 186,000 miles per second. And so if you see stars, that means the Earth must at least be thousands of years old before you can see their light. But Adam and Eve, on the day that they were created, were able to look in the sky and see stars. Then what is the wisdom of the world? You can find that in every religion that man invents. It's always a religion where you are saved by doing works. You see, your task is to get on the right side of God. And when you're on the right side of God, then you're going to be saved. And how do you get saved? You get saved because God makes sure that you do good works to offset your sins. Well, that's ridiculous. There are no good works we can do to offset our sins for the simple reason that in the wisdom of the world, good works can come prior to being saved. But in God's wisdom, good works cannot take place until after you have proper faith 
and motivation to do good works on the basis of your love for Jesus Christ. So, verse in 20 goes on, where is the one who is wise? Remember, that's talking about one who follows Jesus. Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For because in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. Now that's really important. Who had real wisdom in the world or from the world's point of view? Somebody that was really looked up to and somebody who would be, of course, against the Christian faith. And that was a man named Saul, a Pharisee. He actually had Christians arrested and some were put to death. He persecuted the Christians until the road to Damascus took place where Jesus appeared to him. Paul was baptized, was then given a seminary education and became the apostle to the Gentiles. The wisdom of Paul was made to be foolishness in the eyes of Paul. Remember he talked about, boy, if you want to know how good I was, I was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He followed all the ceremonial laws. He tithed. He fasted. He did sacrifices. And yet, all that he said is garbage in compared to what Jesus Christ did for him because none of what he did was able to save him. In fact, in Micah, it talks about, well, shall I come before God with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with the thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression? He has told you, O man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. You see, what was happening in Israel after they came into the land of Canaan, they got involved with infidels, even their kings like King Ahab with his wife Jezebel went ahead and made places to worship the idols that they found in Canaan. That's wisdom? No, that's foolishness because this is ridiculous. You take some metal, fashion an idol to it, and then the people would kiss it and sacrifice their young for it? That's foolishness. But that's the wisdom of man. Because why would they sacrifice 
their children to these idols. Well, what is the worst thing that can happen to a person? The death of a child. And when that death occurs, uh, remember when Elijah was vis visiting with the widow and her son died, she thought that he died because of her sin. And why did you come to me and bring such misfortune into my house? Elijah, by the power of God, was able to raise the child from the dead. But see, her wisdom taught that when some bad things happen, it was a punishment from God. And so people said, well, I'll beat God to the punch. I'll go ahead and do these things to show God how much I really love him. And therefore, he will save me. That's the foolishness of the world. That's not the wisdom of God. So, verse 22, for Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. Uh, remember, Jesus was very careful when he did miracles. If he did a miracle to someone where there were a lot of Jews around, he would tell them, don't tell anybody what happened to you. But if he did a miracle in the Gentile area, he would tell the person who was healed, go and tell everyone what we have been able to do for you, namely Jesus, God the Father, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, why did he do that? Because he did not want to hurry up his crucifixion. He had three years to preach. In fact, then there were some towns when people wanted to continue to have him healing, he says, no, my task is to preach. And so he would go to another city in order to continue the mission which God had given him. And that was to preach. And what was it preaching about? The cross of Christ. He even told his disciples, well, I'm going to Jerusalem and I will die there. But three days later, I will rise from the dead. Well, they appear not to hear the three days later. Remember what Peter, oh, no, Lord, we'll protect you. Get to me, Satan. Because what Peter was doing to Jesus was putting a temptation in his way, order that he might not be crucified. Jews demanded a sign. Remember, they asked Jesus, what sign can you give us? He said, the sign you will receive is that of Jonah, who is in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. So also I will be buried for three days and three nights, but then I also will be resurrected from the dead. So this is a stumbling block to Jews and it's ridiculous nonsense 
to Gentiles. And we're not talking about believers. We're talking about unbelieving Jews and unbelieving Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Well, what is being talked about here? The foolishness of God. That means no matter how foolish God appears, it still is wiser than the wisdom of men. Because the wisdom of men come from a, well, born with original sin, and therefore their view of God is not according to the Bible. And God's foolishness, namely in becoming a human being, that's foolish. But to believers, it is the message of the cross. The message of the cross is the message of Christianity. So Paul continues, and he's talking now to Corinthians. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. God chose those who are foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is loved and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are. What is that talking about? Well, what is not understood by unbelievers is the greatest gift that God can give, and that is the forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness of sins does not mean that God now gives you the power to stop from sinning. No, it means God gives you a promise, and the promise is that he will not hold you accountable for your sin. That's what forgiveness is all about. In another passage of the Bible that we looked at recently, you are considered to be guiltless. And that word really means that you are clean in the sight of God. Well, you are clean because of the waters of baptism. For in baptism, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In baptism, you find also the gift of the forgiveness of sins. Those are the gifts given in the sacrament of baptism. And those gifts are even given to an infant who is taken from the kingdom of Satan and placed in the kingdom of God. So God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not evident to bring to nothing things that are. Verse 29, so that no human being 
might boast in the presence of God. Now, we're going to find that we are to boast, but we are not to boast in our own works. Take a look at Ephesians, where it talks about we are saved by grace through faith, not on account of works, lest anyone should boast. In every religion of the world, outside of Christianity, people take pride in their works. I was talking to a member of one of the congregations I serve as a pastor, and he came up to me and said, I had a conversation with a friend. I said, oh, what did you say? I asked him, are you saved? And he said, oh, yes, I am saved. Now, he was not a member of a Lutheran congregation, but then the friend said, why are you saved? And the answer he received was, because of my good works. Try that on someone who is not familiar with Lutheran theology or biblical theology, because I don't make a distinction between the two, and ask them, are you saved? A lot of times you'll get, well, I hope so, but they're not sure. But if you ask them, why would you be saved? They will often say, because of their works. Now, that's the wisdom of the world. Where does that come from? Because if you have a job, you get promoted on the basis of how well you work at your job. The, the boss will see that you have some gifts in business, and therefore you'll be promoted. And therefore you just think, well, I got that promotion because of my good works. But that is wrong. No, that may be true in the secular realm or in the temporal realm, but it's not true in the spiritual realm. God has forgiven your sins because of the cross of Jesus Christ. Now, there are many people who reject that forgiveness because it sounds foolish to them. But this is why we ought to ask people, are you saved? And then why? And you'll be surprised to hear the answer that I'm saved by my works. Nobody is saved by their works. So the text continues. Jesus is the source of your life, whom God made our wisdom and our righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Now, those are theological words. But through faith in Jesus Christ, you now have the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. You are declared to be righteous. Remember Abraham? Well, you and Sarah are going to have a baby. Well, Abraham was 75 years old. Sarah was 65. Uh, the baby Isaac didn't come for another 25 years. But Abraham believed promise, and God declared him to be righteous. See, this is the difference of Christianity in comparison to every other religion. 
And, and you can hear that again and again on the programs of KFUO, that we are declared to be righteous through faith in Jesus Christ. And that faith is a trust in his promises, namely, that your sins will be forgiven, that all things will work to your good. I've often said the best book to buy at any bookstore, doesn't matter if it's Lutheran or not, is a book entitled Promises of the Bible, because the whole book is filled with nothing but promises from the Bible. A lot of times they're characterized by, well, if you lose your house, if you have problems in your family, if you're having problems at work, and comes and comforts you with the promises of God on the basis of the cross of Jesus Christ. So, where does boasting come about? In verse 31, therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. Now, what does that mean? That means when somebody asks you, are you saved? You don't boast about your works. You don't take pride in them, thinking that by them you have been right with God. No, you boast instead in what the Lord has done. He became incarnated, became a human being for the purpose of dying on the cross. And in that dying on the cross, he paid for the sins of the world. And by his resurrection from the dead, it is the evidence that we need that God accepted what his son did on the cross. That's what 1 Corinthians chapter 1 is all about. Uh, by the way, we thank those who have given gifts to law and gospel. And on Saturday, we finished putting together things for the IRS, and they are mailed out. So you should be receiving a note from us thanking you for your gift and the amount of your gift for 2022. I'm Tom Baker. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your checkout to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.